Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Pray one for another. Uh, if there's a day that we live in, we ought to be reminded that the children of God ought to be excited anyway. Uh, grateful that he's given us another opportunity just to stand. Uh, we've heard it, and certainly I'm, I'm concerned that people's hearing grows dull sometimes because they hear it so often. But Jesus is coming back. Um, there's something for us to be excited about, regardless of whether he comes today or tomorrow or next week or next year or whenever. The truth is, is that he's coming. And and whether he comes and, and gets me then or whether I go before he actually comes, either way, I get to see Jesus. I get to be in that place that he's promised. Turn with us this morning to the book of First Corinthians. Chapter number 15 is where we're going to read from this morning. We'll begin at verse number 12. First Corinthians chapter number 15. We're going to begin at verse number 12. We desire your prayers today. Confess that I don't have any abilities within myself. And it's not my voice you need to hear. Uh, If God doesn't speak, it's not his word. And so we certainly ask that he speaks among us today. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 12. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. If Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if be so that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you are yet in your sins, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. That's all we'd like to read. Father, open your word to us today. We humbly request as we open our heart to your word. We thank you for what you're going to do. And we ask God that in every soul you would work that single purpose, Lord, that pleases you most. If there's one among us here that's not ready to meet you, may the word, Father, in conviction, may it draw them. And Lord, for those that are yours, we pray that your word reminds us, Father, fills us with encouragement, strengthens us, and in all of this causes us to lift that banner even higher. Thank you for what you're doing. We need you as we ask it, praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. We're living today in a post-Christian society. Um. 
Some of you are old enough to remember a time when, when God was often at the center of most communities or families, but, but we're not there now, right? That's reality. And we could try to paint you a picture, but it would be dishonest to do that. We're living in a post-Christian culture today. And because of that, I think I can say this morning that there are many that say the dead rise not, that there is no resurrection. Now, I feel often that I'm preaching to the choir because most of you are here because you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe certainly that there is a resurrection of the dead. But may I say to you today, you're in the minority. You're in the minority. Even though unthinking people, when you ask them, are you going to heaven, they say yes. They never consider that they have to rise from the dead to get there. They never consider that there is an, there is an entrance required by invitation only, and yet, yet they think they're going to heaven. So I, I'll give you this, that we're living in a very confused society. We're living in a time where people are simply absent of truth, and because of that, the chaos of their own minds has created what they want to believe, and that belief is simply error. It's not true, right? It's, it's, it, it's not true. I don't say it in an offensive way. It's just not true, right? You can believe that the, the, the sun is green, but it's not true. We're living in a time when the majority of the world today believes that the dead rise not. You say, how do you know that? Because what they do believe is in evolution. They believe that we came from nothing, that our purpose on, on this earth has no meaning, and that when you die, there's nothing to it. Now, if that's what you believe, then what you believe is that there is no resurrection of the dead. And that would be false. You believe in error, this truth. We live in a society today where, where, quite frankly, people do not believe that there's a resurrection of the dead. You say, you can't say that about a place like Maryville, Tennessee. Yes, I can, right? I can say that. You say, how do you know? What, what conviction gives you this truth? If people believed that the, that the dead rose, they'd come to church. If people believed that there was a God that created them and that he is in control and to whom they are accountable of, then they would do more, right? There would be a response from that one way or the other. And so the proof is in our lives. The proof is in the actions of our daily existence of whether or not we truly believe that the dead rise not. You say, well, preacher, I do believe that the dead are going to rise. Well, if you do believe the dead are going to rise, then surely you'll, you'll grant me this, that that means there is one that will raise you. And if there is one that will raise you, then that means he has power over death. And if he has power over death, it's likely that he created you and the life that you have and sustains it now. And if what we're talking about truly, amen, we, we've come all the way to this point. We, what we're talking about is that we have a creator. Then may I ask you today, are we accountable to the creator? And if we're accountable to the creator, it simply stands to reason that there is a responsibility for us to respond to the creator and to believe in him. There's a response that is necessary today, a response to those who believe that the dead will rise again. Now, I want you to at least, the, the point of the message today is that, 
that there's a lot of people that you know. There's a lot of people that are your friends. And, and though they acquiesce and they're friendly to you and they may go along with your belief system of this Jesus and this creator and this one that rose from the dead and that, that, that you're going to rise again from the dead and they may, they may say to you, yes, I, I, I believe all of that thing. The truth is, is that those of this world who are unconverted, they don't believe the dead really rise. And that's where Paul was in the Corinthian church when he was writing to them. He said, listen to me. Some of you say that the dead rise not. And we're living in a time when the, the, the smart among us, those that have been elevated to positions of prominence and importance and education and all of that, we, 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 we stand here today and, and so many of them lift them up and their opinions are, are of, of most high value. May I say to you today, if they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, they have missed the concepts of truth altogether. What Jesus came to do, friend, for you and I was to conquer death for us. The only way he could do that was to rise from the dead. What he told them, we said this temple, he said they'll destroy it, but in three days I will build it again. What he was saying was, is though he gave himself on a cross and he suffered and he died for you and me, and they wrapped his body in linen cloths and they anointed it with spices, they buried him in a borrowed tomb. And yet what we know about it is on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again. Now that's the truth of the gospel. And that's what saves people still. Is when they come to that truth and they're able to accept that truth that he is the creator and that he is the one that gives life and he is the one that has the keys of death and hell today. He is Lord. And he's risen from the dead. But around you, all around you, are people that simply don't believe that there is a resurrection. Now we know that because their lives prove that. If they believed there was a resurrection, they would live a different way. They would follow God. They would serve God. They would seek God, one or the other. But in all of this, we we find, and I believe it's easy to see, that most don't believe there's a resurrection of the dead. Now, here's what they want you to preach Now, I'm not guilty of this personally, but here's what they want you to preach. If somebody dies lost, they want you to tell everybody how good they were and that they they got their wings and that they're somehow singing with the choir in heaven. Now, don't ask me to preach that funeral, right? Because I'm not going to do it. If you died lost, you're in hell. And I, I, I I can't flatter anybody out of hell. I can't establish any other place for that for them to be based on the Word of God. Now, and, and, and as bizarre as it may sound, people that don't believe that there's a resurrection of the dead, yet when they believe the lost die, that they somehow went to heaven. What a confused, chaotic society that we live in today where everybody's trying to figure out how to get to heaven, but they don't believe you rise from the dead. Quite baffling, isn't it? And yet we find in Hebrews 9.27 a simple scripture that says, And it is appointed, as it is appointed unto men once to die, after this the judgment. You know what that means? 
Right? Well, he didn't end with that. He didn't say, as it is appointed unto men once to die, period. Right? No other discussion. No. He said, after a man dies, there is a judgment. There is a time when everyone will be resurrected. The Bible said in the book of Revelations, there is a time when God will call the dead, both small and great, and hell will give up the dead it has. The grave will give up the dead it has. And all of them will stand before God and be judged. Here's what I can tell you. There is an eternity for you, friend, and it is out there. It is out there. When death finds you, that is not the end. You did not come from some accidental protoplasmic evolution. You came from a creator who in your mother's womb knit you and made you after his own image. And when you breathed into this world, you became a living soul. And friend, there is an eternity for the believer and the unbeliever. The question is, where will you spend eternity? Now, everybody believes that everybody goes to heaven, but that's just a, that's just a construct of a confused society that don't believe you really rise again. If the dead rise not, then we've got some problems. And I want to share to you what the Apostle Paul said with them said to them. He said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then here's what I can assure you, that Christ didn't raise. You know what that means? That means he's still laying somewhere in a tomb. That means that the Lord Jesus Christ is somewhere. Maybe they stole his body as they said, as they lied about, as they paid the soldiers to say. Maybe they stole his body and his bones are in some other sepulcher. You might say, well, you might have something there. Maybe Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Maybe there is no resurrection of the dead. Let me stop you for just a moment. I want you to know that he's alive and he is alive because I talked to him. Now, you may, make, you may say that makes me fanatical. You might want to commit me for thinking that I can talk to an invisible nothing or myth or figment of one's imagination. But may I say to you, he talks back. I know he's real because he lives inside of me. I know he's real because, friend, he's not, uh, he's not just a man. He's the God man. He's the one that died for us but was all God. He's the one who surrendered himself to death but in his own power raised from the dead. Amen. And because he lives, I live today. Because he rose from the dead, the Bible promises me his promise of eternal life is that I also will be raised from the dead. The Apostle Paul said it like this. He said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, let me remind you, I don't want people confused about this. There is a time when if if God tells it's coming that my body will give up. Right? My body has an expiration date. And when I come to that date, they won't be able to keep me alive. They can do all they want to do, but they cannot keep my body from dying on that day. And when that takes place, they're going to put me in a box and they're going to close that box and they're going to bury it right outside these doors in the clay. And they're going to cover it up and somebody will put a flower or two and that'll be the end of my body as you know it. And to be absent from this body 
Hear me now. This is an important understanding. To be absent from this body, what you see today, (laughs) that gets older by the year and slows down and it gets harder each day. Here's what I want to tell you. There's an expiration date on this body as you know it. I will be absent from this body one day. They're going to plant that out there and my soul, when I leave this body, my soul will not go to the grave. I'll tell you why it ain't going to go to the grave. Jesus only borrowed his, and because I believe in him, I don't need one either. I'm leaving this world when my body expires, and I get to go and be with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That is a clear indication that when we depart, when death finds this body, that means there is a separation Absent from the body, clearly an indication that there is a separation the very instant that my heart stops and that my, my, my body, as you know, it ceases to live. There is a separation. God is going to take that which is his, that which he is sealed to the day of redemption. And brother, I'm going to be where he is right there. Amen. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Now you say, how in the world, preacher, are you going to worship God throughout the ages without a body? Now I didn't say I would stay without a body. I'm just saying that in that particular circumstance, I am without my body. You say, what are you going to be like? I don't know. (laughs) I've never been without my body. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I can tell you what I do know. I do know that I will be with the Lord. Let me say something. What that says to you and me today is that when I say I, I ain't talking about this. I'm talking about this. Because who I am is not about what you see here. Who I am is not about the temple I dwell in. Who I am is about the soul that God put in me. And one of these days, he's going to pull that away. (laughs) he's going to separate the outward man from the inward man (laughs) and he's going to take that which he's perfected that which he's sealed by his Holy Spirit and he's going to bring it to himself and there shall I be with the Lord you say well you've got me on the edge of my seat what happens then well I can only tell you what the Bible says Though I have seen many a death in my days, I've seen many people take their last day, close their eyes to this world. I've never solved the actual transaction. I've seen them with their arms held up like this as if they were seeing someone. I've heard them as they said, I see him. Can you see him? I've heard those things. And you know what? I believe what they, I believe whatever they were seeing, I believe it's real. I believe there's a world beyond this world, friend, that you need to be concerned with. As a matter of fact, you need to be more concerned with eternity than you are the present. Eternity is what's going to really matter. When you leave this world, are you ready to meet God? Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And there shall we be now when we're with the lord whether it's whether it's just the soul that's there the apostle paul writes in the book of thessalonians and he also mentions it in corinthians 15 here 
concerning the resurrection of the body. Now, everybody knows that this body can't go. Hallelujah. Anybody glad about I am so glad that this body ain't going. Right? It can barely handle two services on Sunday. How are you going to handle God all the time? Amen. We can't handle, we can't do it in this body. He knows that. And the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Corinthians here and he says, hey, he said those things that are earthly are earthly. He said, but them things that are heavenly, they're heavenly. Here's what I want you to know. The Apostle wrote to the Thessalonians and he said to them, brethren, I wouldn't have you to be ignorant concerning them which are dead. He said, for God, when the Holy God of all, when Jesus comes back, he said with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, he said the dead in Christ shall rise. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. Amen. The separation of the soul from the body is not the resurrection of the dead. Right? Let's be clear. That's not the resurrection of the dead. If you find me dead somewhere, you just lift your hand up and say, he's gone. Because what you'll see left behind ain't going. Not in that form. Not as you know it. But on that day, the Bible said that he's going to raise the corruptible incorruptible. He's going to change that which was mortal to be immortal. Brother, here's what's going to happen, whether it's just bones in a coffin or ashes in an urn. The God that created you is going to raise you with a new body. A new body. A body that that is in every sense immortal, incorruptible, and that will live forever. It's hard for the brain to grasp. I get it. But that's what he's building. That's what he's going to make. Just like that, everyone that has died in Christ is going to get raised. You see, their body is going to be changed. That old mortal flesh that is done rotted and decayed, he's going to glorify it. And brother, that body's coming out of the grave and it's going to meet what's already with him. And when that soul then has a body, amen, you imagine what we'll be doing then. Like I said, I don't exactly understand all that's going on today. I know a lot of, I know as many people over there now as I do here. And I believe they're there. And I believe they're at peace and they're enjoying the pleasures of the Holy One. But here's what I also know. They ain't got a body yet. Not yet. Say, how you know? Because the scripture's clear. Absent from the body. And yet I will be reunited with a body. Because if if I depart this life before he comes back, here's what's going to happen. He's going to raise my body on that glad day. And that old corruptible man that was planted out there, it'll be raised incorruptible. That mortal that they they covered up with with five feet of clay dirt, he's going to raise immortal. God is going to change that body and make a new one for his own glory. Now, here's what the Bible said about those that are living during that day. 
right? We're talking about the rapture when it occurs and the graves give up the bodies of those that have believed in Christ. On that day, there'll be people alive, and that's what we refer to. You know, if Jesus comes tonight, as far as I know, I'll be alive. And I don't know for sure, but as far as I know, I'll be alive tonight. Now, if you're talking 50 years from now, no, probably not. But if he comes tonight, I'm probably going to be alive. And here's what happens. The Bible said that those which are alive, that's what he said. Those which are alive and are remain, that right, they're still here. When, when he raises them up, right, they go first. He said, but those which are alive and remain shall be Changed, right? Because again, your flesh can't go. It can't handle it. It's not eternal. It's not immortal. But in an instant, right? Quicker than that, he's going to change this mortal, this 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 immort, this mortality, this dying flesh. He's going to change it, though it's alive, and it'll become immortal, and we will be caught up into the air to be with the Lord, and so shall we ever be. Now, there's some people that say that there's no resurrection of the dead. And I'll contend today, no, you can't believe in evolution and creation. You cannot have it both ways. Either there's a creator and there's a God and he has a plan, or you came from nothing, you mean nothing, and you're going to nothing. And when your buddy dies, right, or your, your friend dies and they had no testimony to Jesus Christ, amen, they don't somehow slip into heaven even though you never believed there was a resurrection of the dead. We live in a culture today where the majority of people do not truly believe that there's a resurrection of the dead. If they did, it would change how people thought. So if there's no resurrection of the dead, then, then there's no Christ, right? He's not risen. And, and I can assure you, if Christ didn't rise, then what I'm talking to you about this morning, according to verse number 14, he said, our preaching is vain, right? You people are mad, right? To come in here and listen to someone go on about something they're convinced of, that never happened, right? That makes not just me lunatic, but you too. You're all crazy. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then my preaching is vain. And your faith is. Your faith, your worldview, your belief in all that is you is worthless, meaningless if there's no resurrection of the dead. And again, the majority of the people in this world do not believe in a resurrection of the dead. Because right? at the very moment that your consciousness allows you to believe that there is an existence outside of this world, you got a problem that you can't fix. Because if there is something outside of this world and your flesh is departed, what is going to happen to you? And you can't tell me if the majority of this world believed that there was actually an existence apart or from death that they would live absent of any hunger or desire or need for a God, a creator that could save them. 
Now, mark this. What Jesus came to do was to save the lost. What what he came to do was to deliver us from the, the, the bondage of sin which bound us to death. And death up until the point of Jesus Christ was undefeated. Right? With the exception of Enoch who God snatched away and Elijah who he picked up on a chariot of fire. Except for them two, everybody else went the way of their fathers. They expired in the flesh. The Bible said in in verse number 15 and 16 that if the dead rise not, then that that makes me a liar. Right? And and worse, it makes you the believer of a liar. If the dead raise not, then we are just liars. Verse number 17, if the dead rise not, then you're yet in your sins. Because the only way that you and I could ever be forgiven of sins was if Jesus Christ died, and not just died, but rose again. On what premise? Let me give you just, a, just one. I may give you more, but let me give you just one. Jesus said that he would rise from the dead. What does that make Jesus if he didn't rise from the dead? A liar. Greater than that, it makes him not God. He said he had power to lay it down, and he said, I have power to take it up again. Now, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, number one, he lied, but number two, he, he wasn't God. And if he wasn't God, then he wasn't, he wasn't the sufficient sacrifice that could have gave himself for me. And brother, I'm still in my sins because it wasn't God that died. It was an imposter. It was a liar. But Christ died for me. The perfect Lamb of God. He died, but he didn't just die. He rose again. Clearly, we believe that there is a resurrection of the dead. And we believe that because Christ arose. If Christ didn't die, we're still in our sins. Verse number 18, if Christ didn't die, then all that have died before us are lost. If there's no resurrection of the dead, then every tombstone out there is a morbid reminder that there is nothing after this world. Which leads to the last one, verse number 19. And if there's nothing after this awful world, then I am of all men most miserable. If what you're telling me When you say, I do not believe in the resurrection of the dead, if what you're saying to me is that the dead rise not and that my hope in Christ is just here, I am of all men most miserable. Why? Because I haven't found this place not one iota like what he says about heaven. This is not heaven. There's not a place on earth that is heaven. We should correct ourselves when we say such. There is no place here like heaven. But here's what I want to say. I actually believe there is a resurrection of the dead. 
And therefore, my hope in Christ is not limited to the here and now. My hope in Christ goes beyond the here and now. My hope is actually anchored in what I have not seen. My hope today is anchored in what I have not heard, what I have not experienced. My hope today is in the eternal, the everlasting, what happens after this world. And that, friend, gives me true joy, hope. Because my hope is not in this world only. I've got hope here. And my hope in Christ here is real. Right? I have hopes in Christ that are tied to tomorrow. Right? If tomorrow comes, there's prayers I've prayed and I'm expecting God to do. That is a hope for tomorrow. But if that's all I had, the ultimate problem has never been resolved. And my biggest issue is not with what happens tomorrow. It's what happens when I die. And when I die, if I'm not going to a better place, friend, this is a miserable existence. Now, I've seen plenty who certainly believe that the dead rise again. I've seen plenty that didn't, didn't hardly have much to speak of at all. As you, would, as you would label them of this world, they were the poor of the poor. But you know what? They were just happy as they could be. Why? Because their hope wasn't in this world. It was in what's coming. Right, And you can't have that hope unless you believe there is a resurrection of the dead. That there is something after this. Now, for the world, it creates a dilemma. Because if they acquiesce and give you the nod and they say, all right, I agree that that whole evolution thing was just a theory and they still can't prove it. Right? They still hunting for the missing link. They still hunting for the for the monkey that combs his own hair. It ain't out there. And maybe maybe they've grown sick of the lies and they're they're wising up to there must be something, someone else. Right? It's, it's not a stretch, right? People think that what we're doing is a blind faith. No. Are you kidding me? Was you here when they built this building? Does it appear they knew what they were doing? What you're saying that somebody that knew what they were doing built this even though you didn't see it. And you know that because you're looking and say only someone that could have designed such could have created such. Right? Those are just rational Normal things that, that normal thinking people ought to do, right? They ought to just look around them and say, you know what? That could not have just happened. Right? Anyway, well, you could preach another day or two on just that. I think I said it the other day. Just look at the top of a box turtle. Right? And ask yourself if that was an accident. Right? Somebody painted that on there. I know who he is. You see. It's not a straight. It, it doesn't perplex me, right? And yet, for them, how by random chance and millions of years, accidentally, these exquisite and, and unexplainable things have occurred. No, it's a whole lot simpler. Just believe there's a creator who had a who had a purpose and design in his own mind, and that's what he made. Right? That that's a whole lot simpler faith than try to believe there's no God. That everything that, that amazes you is an accident. Right? That's a meaningless existence. 
There's people today that do not believe that the, that the dead rise. But may I say to you today that, that if the dead don't rise, we got a lot of problems. Jesus ain't rose, and if he didn't rise, you're yet in your sins. I'm preaching in vain. And I assure you, if, if, if this wasn't real, I'd find something else to do. Right? They wouldn't, none of you be here if Jesus wasn't real. Amen. You'd be somewhere else doing something else that satisfied what? Your flesh. That's what the rest of the world's doing this morning, satisfying their flesh. They're just going along with their flesh, whatever the flesh wants, right? And you know why? Because they don't believe the dead rise again. Because if the dead rise again, then that means there is a Christ. There is a creator, and you're accountable to that creator. It means the preaching is not vain, it's truth. And your faith is not meaningless or vain, it also is valid. And if your faith is valid, then you're not yet in your sins. We are delivered and we not have hope in this life only, but we have hope in an eternal existence with Christ. Now, if the dead don't rise, none of that works. None of that works. To the tens of thousands of churches assembled this morning all over the earth. None of it works. None of it works. It's all in vain. And yet you're sitting here this morning and you're trying to contemplate whether to serve God or not serve God. It ought to be a, one of the simplest questions you've ever considered. Am I going to follow Christ or am I not going to follow Christ? Do I truly believe that there's a resurrection of the dead? And if there is, who's orchestrating that business? Who's in charge? If there's a resurrection of the dead, I can assure you that means there's someone divine in control of this whole thing. And that we have an eternal place somewhere. If you've believed in Christ, it's with him. And if you have rejected Christ, it is not with him. It'll be in hell. It's only two places he's told us of. One that is with him and one that is without. Do you believe that the dead will rise again? Surely everybody in here believes that. At least in concept, right? You, you may not know it spiritually yet, but in concept, you believe it, right? Or, or you wouldn't have wasted your time. Because I assure you, if the dead don't rise again, this is a waste of your time. Complete waste of your time. But if Jesus rose from the dead, there is nothing more important for your time than to seek him with all of your heart, to serve him, to follow him, to lift up Christ. Nothing more important. If Jesus rose from the dead, he promised to you and I that we also would rise. And he's told us exactly how it's going to happen. Told us to comfort one another with his truth in how it's going to happen. I don't know your heart today. But I know the world around you does not believe that there is a resurrection of the dead. They believe that 
that we started from nothing, we mean nothing, and we're, we're nothing when we die. That's what the world believes. What do you believe? What do you believe? And are you willing to take a stand on that? Are you willing to look back at somebody else and say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe. If you don't know him, you need to know him. We're going to ask him to come and get a song. If the dead rise not, there really is no, no purpose in it. It just doesn't mean anything. There's a bunch of reasons to not do what we're doing today if, the, if there's no resurrection. No resurrection. But I contend today that Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. I know he's alive, right? He lives in me right now. You can, you can look at me and say, oh, anybody could have said that. But I'm saying that, that Jesus Christ is alive. He's not dead. I know he's not dead because he lives in me. Not, he, he lives in me. I know he's alive. I have come to the knowledge of that truth. I have been born of the Spirit of God. That's what it's all about. Have you? Right? And, and if you're on the outside this morning looking in, know this. We were all there at one point. We were all unbelievers at one point. We were all on the outside looking in at one time. You're no different than we were. The only difference today is whether or not you've come in, right? Have you let him in your house? You need to be saved today if you're not saved. If the Lord is speaking to you this morning, that's when it, that's when it will happen. That's when you obey the Spirit of God and you can be born again. Is he talking to you today? Do you know in your heart that there's a resurrection of the dead and you're not ready to meet the one who will raise them? as we stand and sing. I don't know your heart, but if you know right now that you need the Lord, the invitation is for you to make ready.